Hey there everybody, this is Realm of Unknown, and I am your host Shane. Today's going to be a very odd episode. I'm recording this during my winter break. I am back home with my family. My little puppy dog is just walking out of the room. I So it's going to be weird. I'm re- trying to do a new format so that I can kind of get things out during periods of time in which I can't fully record or gain access to all of the equipment that I have for editing and recording back at my place. I was dumb and didn't bring everything with me. But what I want to do today is something a little different. I'm reading off some articles from a website called unexplainedmysteries.com. It's a website that I've used pretty frequently I throughout like my YouTube channel career and uh, just from my free time when I need something to just kind of quench my thirst when it comes to just bizarre, interesting things. It's kind of like a mix between a news article site and a forum. I I steer away from the forums just because they can kind of get a little toxic. I just have some bad <laughs> some bad history there. But for the most part, I think I find the articles pretty interesting. They come from a lot of sources, so it's just kind of like a reposting source, and then people kind of put their own opinions and discussions down below. So I'm going to read off just a few that I found interesting and I hope you guys enjoy. I I don't know. We'll see how this goes. I just want to get something out so you guys don't have like a weak pause. I didn't entirely backlog as much as I preferred and a few things still need to be wrapped up. So this is what I have for this week. So I hope you guys had a good holiday weekend and I hope you guys enjoy this special thing. So the first little thing that we're going to look over, I have the article pulled up right now. It's called The Mystery Surrounding the Tank Flight Over Area 51. Uh, Now this was posted on, uh, excuse me, Monday the 12th, back in November. So this is a little bit old. I I haven't heard about this, so it's interesting to me. I'm just going to read through the article, so I apologize if it's kind of long, but then I'll give my opinion on the matter after the fact. It says, oh god, I'm going to be really bad with this because I can't edit this out. There were a few places on Earth as notoriously secretive as Area 51, a remote facility in the Nevada desert that has become synonymous with stories of reverse engineering alien technology and the development of high ad- uh, highly advanced black projects that next to nobody knows anything about. Despite the mystery surrounding the base, however, it seems that not even Area 51 is beyond requesting the service of an air-to-air refueling tanker now and again. Oh, tanker. I thought it was a tank. I don't know why I thought that when I was reading it. (laughs) On September 20th, tracking data indicated that a Boeing NKR-135R tanker was sent... Oh, wait. NKC. My apologies was spent much of the night flying repeated routes right over the top of the secret facility. It began around 11 p.m. and continued crisscrossing Gloom Lake over an, for about four hours before vanishing. While this is unclear exactly what the tanker was doing over the area, it is not difficult to imagine that it could have been refueling some sort of exotic new aircraft that is being worked on on the base. Given the secrecy surrounding the place, however, it is unlikely that we will know anything about it in the near future, or if at all. So yeah, I mean, that's 
kind of interesting. I don't know too much about Area 51, I, besides like a few podcasts, uh, documentaries, and some books that I've re- read into. I'm not in any sense an expert, and I don't know a whole lot about refueling tankers, so I don't know if I can answer any questions about that. It is interesting. I... I would say that UFOs and the mystery surrounding aliens and stuff was definitely something that drew me into this whole field, this whole mystery, and wanting to explain the unknown. It was definitely probably the driving cause which got me into this type of stuff, and then the paranormal slowly expanded that interest. But I would say the UFOs and extraterrestrials were always my my top dog in which really drew me in uh so i'm just scrolling through some of the comments people have mentioned that there allegedly are test aircrafts that may have been taken off like mentioned before others say that there could potentially be something to do with electromagnetic powering or nuclear power but they're not certain but for the most part it seems like no one really knows what is going on some people think it might be a hybrid hybrid plane of some sort using propulsion systems uh combined with a electric electrical turbine i don't i'm not a plane expert guys so don't i'm a graphic designer i i I cannot uh i cannot give you much uh information or (laughs) credibility when it comes to my information on planes despite my dad working at an airport for almost 30 years but that does not translate into me knowing anything, so I guess I can't really give too much information, but it's a it's an interesting story nonetheless. At least I I found it pretty interesting. So I actually read over this article myself and I thought it was kind of interesting. It's sort of sad in the sense that it kind of involves mental health and potentially people not taking it too seriously. I don't know how it fully ends. I have to look into it. It's very recent, uh, to say the least. So there's not, I don't know if there even is more information on it. But the article is titled, Man Burns Down His House to Stop Vampires. Now, just the title alone is very bizarre, but I'm going to read this. And of course, it takes place in Florida. No offense to anyone in Florida. I have family down there. My brother's down there for school. A lot of stories seem to come from Florida. Just just how it is. A Florida man ended up burning his own house to the ground because he was afraid of vampires. According to reports, the 64-year-old's wife had attempted to get him committed for mental health reasons earlier that exact same day. Now, this was back on December 26th of this year. So, again, very, very recent. But when police officers arrived, they determined that he was acting rationally and... That ultimately means that he could not involuntarily be committed. He would have to go on his own volition. Nonetheless, a mere few hours later, he became violent and started to break windows with his cane while screaming, the vampires are going to defend themselves. He ultimately managed to set his house on fire by throwing a ceiling insulation... I don't know why this is worded this way. By throwing some ceiling insulation onto the stove before going around knocking on his neighbor's door to inform them that his wife was still alive. I don't... Great, I guess, for him. 
The house was completely destroyed in the fire. However, fortunately, his wife managed to escape unharmed. Good for her. Glad she's safe. And the man was promptly arrested at the scene. It remains unclear exactly what caused him to fly off the rails. Like I said, I don't know how much more information there is on this case. Again, it's it happened day after Christmas, two days ago, so it's very fresh, it's very new. This was from the source local10.com is where Unexplained Mysteries gets it, so I don't know if they have more direct details. As of recent, from what I can find, nothing too much. And, and now I'm just kind of scrolling through the comments for this one, and I mean, very first comment, like I said, why do all the weird stuff happen down in Florida? Yeah, a, lot, a pretty good portion happened down there. Uh, some people are saying, could he potentially have seen a shapeshifter? People are, again, still joking about Florida. So he tried to kill his wife by emulation, but who did she... Oh, okay, that's inappropriate. I'm gonna ignore that one. Seriously, this is sad. Whether drugs or mental illness, this poor guy will have a hella tough time explaining this to the authorities and his insurance. Yeah, yeah, and like I said, this is a sad story in the sense that this could very much have been mental health, and at that moment in time, the officers determined that this man was of sound mind, and nothing happened, and unfortunately, fortunately, the wife was not hurt, so thankfully no one was hurt. Uh, this man hopefully will get some, the help that he needs. I, he's probably in jail right now or just being detained at the moment. I don't know how quickly this sort of process happens. Hopefully they get a psychologist in there uh, to help him out and determine if there is anything wrong with him or not and see if they can get him some treatment and hopefully get rid of all that vampire talk and stuff and help him. So just maybe, maybe a, a positive turn on this story, hopefully. <laughs> Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So for the next and possibly last story that I have pulled up here, I there aren't that many interesting ones, so to speak. This website uses a lot of uh, trending stories, and there doesn't seem to be that many that many recent ones that are relevant enough or too bizarre enough, I suppose, to really talk about on the podcast. But this one kind of is interesting. It has to do with cryptozoology, which I am a huge, huge geek about because I love all this mystery surrounding it and the fact that there's so many so much variety within it i very much enjoy that plus i just like animals so it's a very interesting thing that can kind of tie into this so this was posted back on december uh 27th so yesterday thursday uh, at least at the time of recording this i think i might be getting this up on saturday the article is titled kentucky woman reports a seven foot tall creature so when i clicked on this my mind went to bigfoot so let's see what happens? The woman and her husband had been driving down near Sandy Hook, 
when they saw something on the road, or in the road. The report, which was submitted by the Bigfoot Field Research Organization, eh, organization so again, Bigfoot, so I, I guess I'm going on the right track, described how the couple had encountered a large bipedal creature just after 7.45 p.m. on October 18th. Oh, so this is actually kind of far back. It was described as very big in stature, with thick legs, thick abdomen, and at least seven feet tall, as well as being the color of a tree, specifically the trees in this area, so around a grayish-brown and very earthy tone. So that's what they're quoted as saying. So they're just kind of a birch tree, I or not birch tree, uh, I don't know why I went to birch tree. Uh, an oak tree, I guess, is what my mind kind of goes to. Uh, or maybe a pine. Pine's probably actually a lot closer. The woman's husband, whose eyes were on the road at the time, saw only a strange shadow. Due to the mountainous nature of the area, the creature, whatever it was, must have descended a steep incline to reach the road, and then drop down another steep incline on the other side of the road. So just kind of, I guess they're kind of in a, uh, kind of like a valley, I guess? I don't know. Or like a drop-off? I, I don't know where this road is. I haven't looked it up on Google Maps or anything. It, they have a photo on the article, but it doesn't seem to be like, it just looks kind of like a generic road in the woods. It doesn't seem like it matches what they're describing right here in the article. So this was from, uh, this is sources from Kentucky.com. After the incident, the couple returned to the same location, but could not find anything unusual. It does not indicate how long they waited until they went back. I'm hoping, I'm hoping, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt here, and hoping that they went back very quickly after they passed it. Maybe not the next morning or the next day, because though. Clearly, it's in the woods. It's going to be gone at that point. Uh, so the woman is quoted as saying, That night, the neighborhood dogs were behaving very strangely, barking and howling all night long, the woman added. One of them even acted as if he could see something in the distance and began to growl and stalk before he took off after it. It was a very weird night. It, yeah, it, sound, it sounds like it, honestly. I don't, I don't know how true this is so this is this is in sandy hook kentucky the nearest road is or nearest route is six route 65 or six 650 i don't i've never heard of that road so it, it's over there i guess reported on october 18th in the fall of this year i'm on the bfro website right now uh this was reported in elliott county i'm just trying to get more information and i'm reading through all this as of right now so Apparently the woman shouted deer on the road and the creature began to walk very quickly and at the moment I realized it had two legs, not four. At some point I started screaming, turn on your brights? I guess she means her the headlights uh, or the high beams. There's something on the road. All the while I looked at this thing which was very big in stature, thick legs, thick abdomen, and in quotes, again in my calculations, at least seven feet tall. So this is what we, were, we mentioned over earlier. The area where I assume a face would be was lighter in color, but I could not tell what color it was exactly. I know this because it turned its head and looked straight at our car. Okay, I don't know why Unexplained Mysteries left that part out because that's very significant. My husband saw movement and he saw what he described as a strange shadow. 
but he did not see the creature itself, only I saw the creature, and in fairly good detail as well. Again, it happened so quickly though, I didn't get to see a good foot, hand, or facial details like eyes or mouth. So, I mean, this woman's pretty thorough in explaining like, hey, this is what I saw, I understand I didn't see much, so maybe it was something else. So I'm, I'm gonna give her some credit on that, that a lot of people don't give themselves uh, that level of reality when they talk about stuff. That's not even a real word, what I just said. For the most part, I feel like people they'll they'll hype themselves up they'll hype, they'll try to explain their story as something more bizarre than it actually is but she's taking it very well like i mean this could be easily a bear for all they know or for all we know and she's very very adamant saying like hey i didn't i didn't get a clear view of the face i saw the shape i didn't see its hands i didn't see its feet so maybe it did have claws and stuff we don't know also notice that night the neighborhood dogs da, 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 yeah they mentioned that already Oh, other witnesses. My husband was driving. I was in the passenger seat. He saw a shadow. And oh, okay, this, this is just them detailing what was going on. Other stories, somewhere between 2008 and 2010, my mom experienced something in the exact same spot where I saw the creature. Oh, okay. She was walking to a neighbor's house in broad daylight when she passed the very same area. A couple of rocks were thrown over the hill besides the road. She could not see the source, but something was stalking her from up upon the hill. Okay, so this might have something with the region. This might have something with the family. This second one might just be some weirdo in the woods throwing things around, so who knows? This is the environment, the slightly... Okay, we already talked about that. Oh, yeah, this is kind of nice. They have time and conditions. So they say between 7.45 and 7.47 p.m. when this was sighted, it was very dark, no precipitation. Ground was very soft due to rain about a week ago. It had been very cold. Daytime high was around 55 and the low was in the mid-30s. At the time of the sighting, however, it was anywhere between 48 and 50 degrees. So, I mean, that's kind of nice. They added that sort of information that perhaps could explain away some environmental issues or uh, interferences. Uh, but, but, but. So, I mean, that's kind of, for the most part, what... The BFRO kind of adds to this article and this story. Nothing too much. It just kind of seems like a pretty generic Bigfoot sighting type thing. I'm going back to Unexplained Mysteries right now. And I'm going to read over some of the, the comments. Or just look through them right now. Just bear with me when I look into this. So people, for the most part, seem to yeah, seem to kind of stay on the same boat. Uh, they're, they're questioning the whole shadow aspect. Could have potentially been a tree could it have been some fallen object people are breaking up whether or not it could be a, uh, a bear in the area as well because they're they're linking it to maybe being like a adolescent bear not fully grown but perhaps maybe or malnourished ma yeah, malnourished people are also bringing up bigfoot and sasquatch saying that there are sightings in those areas and being in Kentucky, there are other reports of similar bizarre creatures that people have not been able to explain fully. People are also questioning why they didn't stop to look for any footprint, the footprints at the moment, and they're also calling out the fact that no one, they're, they're they're calling out the fact that there's no clarification as to when these people went back to go check out the the same location. Like we mentioned earlier, I, I very much agree with that. They're, they're saying, why didn't you pull off the road right away? Why didn't you properly visit the location? What's the make and model of your car? Like, more information. They just want more information on what's going on. I agree with that for the most part. 
I think that more information is always better. It, it allows us to analyze something to a much deeper degree, and it can help remove a lot of the issues and unexplained factors in a story because it helps you understand things in a much broader scope. So I agree with whoever's these people that are commenting. I'm not going to give out their usernames and stuff because I don't know if people want that or not. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I, I, I enjoy using this website. Like I said, there's not too much other stuff right now. So I'm, that's kind of like the last story I might be talking about. But it, let me know what you guys think about that one. That one's probably the more researched one. And I'll leave the link for the BFRO article and the Unexplained Mysteries article so you can look over the comments and the information that both of them provide. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So that's going to wrap up the stories that I'm going to be talking about today. It's kind of a short episode. I apologize for that. It's kind of weird to make this the fourth episode of the podcast. So I'm going to kind of make this its own little separate thing. I might make this a whole thing on its own because I do enjoy this website so much. And I do like listening and looking over stories that may not have enough material to really warrant a full episode on its own like none of these stories are super detailed or complicated that i would spend 40 minutes fully uh, of your guys time talking about them and like two days of research on the like they they don't prove uh to require that much time so i think this would be a good little thing to just do every now and then maybe if you guys enjoy I kind of had fun recording this and looking over some of these articles. And like I said earlier, at the very least, this is going to be something that I do to kind of pad out time between between times in which I need a bit more to work on episodes or that I'm on vacation like I am right now. I'm back home for winter break with my family. It's the holiday weekend. I've been busy. I apologize. I didn't have anything backlogged. But in situations like that, I would have this maybe in the summertime if I'm taking like a week off and I just need to take a week to myself. I'll record one of these beforehand. They're much easier to edit. It's a lot less time when it comes to the research side of things. And I can just pump these out a lot quicker. Let me know if you guys do enjoy that. I don't think you can comment anything on it. Well, yeah, if you do comment on Anchor, you can. It's a voice memo that you can send in. So if you guys are interested in that, just let me know. I would love to hear some feedback. I currently distributed the podcast, thanks to Anchor, onto separate platforms. So this is the first episode that I can mention that. So the podcast right now, under the name Realm of Unknown, can be listened to not only on Anchor and SoundCloud, like the original three. Now, all of them can be heard on platforms such as Stitcher, uh, Radio Play, Pocket Cast, Google, the two that I am very interested in, 
po- uh, Google Podcast, and my favorite is that it's on Spotify now, which is amazing in my mind. I had never even considered putting it on spot uh, Spotify, and now I'm just like, I listen to my own podcast on Spotify sometimes when I'm driving in the car, because I'm like, it's on Spotify, oh my god, it's on Spotify, and that that just feels awesome to me. I know we don't have that many listeners right now. And I know I need to work on getting some of the production really hitting the ground running. But right now, I am very excited about it. Those are the platforms you can currently listen to. And I hope to get more. I hope to hopefully get it onto Apple Podcasts at some point. We'll see. It might just take some time. But if you have your own information or stories or just want to reach out to me, my social media links are down below. You can check me out on Twitter or Instagram. I finally got up on Instagram to uh, really work up that account. It is Realm of the Unknown on both of them. Twitter has some capitalizations, but it shouldn't really matter when you're searching. And you can also reach out to me with your own personal stories or requests on Realm of the Unknown at gmail.com. That is also listed down below in the description. I hope you guys had a really amazing time, and I can't wait to see you guys again. Remember, stay spooky.